Is Brooklyn in here tonight? Sitting on top like a hair wig, bed stop, fly, bush with sick. He's New York, walk the Brownsville grill ill. You see, I got a Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 127. We are back. We are back. Big news today. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mike. I'm Tyler, welcome. Yeah, blockbuster trade literally hours ago. Yes, yes. And uh, we got lucky doing it a day late. But, um, so, James Harden has went to the Nets. For those, I mean, chances are if you're listening to us, you already know. Uh, Karis LeVert went to the Pacers. Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince went to the Cavs. Uh, Victor Oladipo went to the Rockets. And with Karooks and Dante Exum, right? Yeah. Ro- Rodian Karooks. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and a bunch of picks. Um, I think the Rock has got s- four or six picks, maybe. Two first round, two second round. You know, it's funny. <laughs> My first reaction to this was was laughter because it's kind of seemed like they're they've been dragging to make something happen. Yeah. And as soon as John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins publicly disrespect him or publicly, you know, disregard Harden. Yeah. He's gone. The instant. The next day he's gone. Yeah. And I was just I'm 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 happy Houston finally made it happen. Or you know, it could be the as soon as Harden said that is, you know, unfixable. Yeah, he well, he was the one who I think set off Wall and Cousins. Right, yeah. He said it's unfixable, so they said, I right, bet. <laughs> you out of here. <laughs> it just, Harden, Harden couldn't have said it worse, too. Like, you, I've literally done everything I can. Mm-hmm. James, you haven't had a good personal playoff run. You weren't even there the first two weeks of practice. <laughs> that would have helped. This is I don't understand. I think they're a better team than Harden gave them credit. Absolutely. And it's like, dude, you're good enough to elevate them to be on the same level as the other contenders. He should be. It just like I understand in from a basketball perspective, do I think Houston even at their best can they beat, you know, the Lakers, Clippers or Nuggets? No, I don't. Mhm. But he's he's saying it as if like well, we're just, we're not even close. You should be close, James, because you're supposed to be the best shooting guard in basketball. Right. So I just, I don't understand his perspective at all. I think, you know, I think health, given health and full strength and playing together for a while, I think they could contend with those teams. I do. But the thing is, you know, not, that's if Harden is buying into the team, obviously. But the way Cousins looks now, getting up and down the court, Wall looks like he's right back to being top five fastest players to ever play. Um, you know, Wood is 
an yeah, elite stretch. You got big. a big man who's guaranteeing you like six assists. Yeah. You know, it, the other thing is you're still missing House, who was, who would be like the perfect addition to the team that they had. Like, it's clear that they were missing something like House. Uh, not that they were missing House, but something like him was missing. I mean, P.J. Tucker can't go games and score zero points and have, you know, play 26 minutes like he did last game. That just can't happen. But um, they got a squad. They're deep. They're, I know. You know. A lot of exciting players. So what do you think about them now? I mean, I I want them to be good. Like, I, I, I think their ceiling is pretty low, especially for, like, playoff success. Mm-hmm. But I do think Wall and Oladipo is a fun backcourt. Check the tape. Because I said on here, I didn't think the trade would be able to happen without Oladipo being involved. You were right. And I asked you, what did you think about Wall and Oladipo at the time? And we both said it would be interesting. It would be fun. On the break? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, man. I, I just... It, Houston has, like, like, a future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not coming out of this hardened deal like back to rebuild, we're resetting everything and starting over. Right. Like you have these quality players, you have a coach who to me from the little bit I have seen of them, he's kept a lot of the basic D'Antoni offense stuff. Mhm. Which I wanted them to do. Yeah. And for for Harden to just throw it away, it's mind-blowing to me because this is not a throwaway roster. I think they score a lot quicker than they did with D'Antoni. And obviously part of that is Harden not being the primary ball handler. But the way, you know, Cousins and Wall both can just come straight down court without anyone getting in front of them and just go straight to the rack. And and they they do it. Wall has that same, you know, half that half fake crossover that he gets everybody with <laughs> yeah. where he like kind of turns like he's going to go right and he just crosses and goes straight to the rack. Yeah. Gets people with it every time. Cousins still has a little inside out that, you know, he becomes this freight train on the break where not even the break, it's transition. And there's just nothing you can do to get in front of him. You have to foul him. Um, and then having Oladipo to give you, you know, 20 – between 20 and 25 a night, the way he plays, I like it. Yeah, like man. It. My my only, like, basketball question is, is their depth, can their depth carry them to wins? I That's where really I think they're, they're weak. I wanted them to get um, Prince or Allen. Well, I wanted them to have both of them. But if I had to pick, like, if they couldn't keep both of them, I wanted them to get at least one of them. Because one of them would really, really improve their depth. Because they kind of, I mean, Karuks might get in there, and Exum might get in there, but they, for the most part, they went one for one. Oladipo for Harden. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, well, they got draft picks. Yeah, a lot of draft picks, yeah, and draft picks. But, I mean, this season, they went one for one. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. How I feel about that. I just, I'm excited. I'm extra excited for them for this year because this is a situation that'll motivate guys. It is. Like everybody on that Houston roster is going to 
have feel some type of way about Harden basically disregarding them as a team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Wall and, and Cousins are perfect leaders for kind of a hungry group like that. Mm-hmm. And Oladipo fits right into that. He does. Absolutely. I, I think Wall and Oladipo are... A, I think they're a near-perfect match, honestly. From, you know, from the bottom of my soul, I think they're a near-perfect match. Yeah, man. I, I'm excited for it. I really want to see it. Uh, And they look like they're getting in good shape, man. The Rockets as a team. And I know they're, you know, they're losing some games, losing to really good teams. But the way they play, I see everyone slowly getting back to back into it, back into the grind, back into the I mean, the yeah, NBA they shed shape. the They look good. They're about I think they're going to look even better now that they shed the I mean, dead weights obviously not a good word for it, but Hart, you could feel that last Lakers game where they got annihilated. Yeah. Uh, you could tell Harden does not care. And obviously the shot distribution is going to change big time. It, but, yeah, you're right. He didn't care. And he was just, you know, they threw the ball into him. He's walking. There was no pep in his step, no fight in him. And the crazy thing is, and I watched I watched a lot of the game, crazy thing is all the other guys, like, still look like they – had a chance to win. Like Macklemore came in there and hit like three threes. Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> he was on fire. Sterling Brown came in there and got like some really tough steals, played some really tough defense. Um, it's, it looked like everyone else thought they had a chance to win except for Harden. It just, it's so, again, Harden is going about this in such a terrible way. Yeah. All you can say, all you have to say is, look, I'm not happy with, you know, my conversations with management. Why? Why give up on the team completely? Right. Because on, now on you basically you really quit. Haven't had the chance to even get to know. You basically proved to us that you're a quitter. Yeah. Because I've never seen. You know, I've seen a lot of superstar players want to leave after an extended time. I know. You know, LeBron didn't leave Cleveland talking about. Well, you know, this roster is chalked. We can't do anything with this roster. Right. I just that blows my mind that it's gotten to the point where he's just blatantly throwing a franchise again that has committed to him so hard. Right. I just I thought there would be more respect there. And he has two all stars on this team, by the way. Like two all stars, he's disrespecting that. Dude, are he's coming he's back gotten them injury, but... forty fifty wins without you know missing the second star for large chunks of the season. Yeah. He, every time, for like three, four years in a row, every time one of their second best, second or third best players go goes down, Harden elevates his game. Yeah. But now you you got depth, you got talent. Yeah, I just I we can't do it. Right. James, you can't do it. <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on to the Nets. Let, well, let me start here. It's really unfortunate that Scott Brooks is <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> such a bad coach <laughs> because these guys actually wanted to play together. <laughs> like, you look now, every year they're demanding to play with each other again. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Scott Brooks messed something up so early on <laughs> that they couldn't stand each other anymore, but they really actually wanted to play with each other at one point. 
Harden is demanding to play with Durant. Westbrook wanted to come back to play with Harden. Obviously, it didn't work, but it, it might not work now because of something that Scott Brooks messed up in the first three years of their <laughs> career. Well, it it didn't work with with Harden and Russ, and this is this is why I'm not confident about the Nets at all. <laughs> There's no their inability to adapt. Of course. And, and you come in like now you're coming to a complete team. Like yeah. they've been they've been trashed defensively, but make no mistake about it. Top to bottom, this team has every piece you need. You're talking about now or before Harden? Brooklyn right even before Harden. Yeah, I agree. We're even both. if you subtract Levert prior to this trade, I still think they're plenty good enough to come out of the East. Oh yeah, I did too. Yeah. And, and to me, now there's like now Harden comes in there. What is he coming in there to do? They lost. They lost so much depth in this trade. It it doesn't seem like much because it's three players, but it's like you know seven, eight, and nine on the team. Well, it's really five, six, and seven on the team without um Dinwiddie because yeah, they man. lost their starting center. They lost their sixth man who was probably going to be sixth man of the year this year, likely. Um, and they lost, you know, Torian Prince, who's their utility guy who comes in and plays just any position you want him to play. And you get Harden that can only play one position, and that's with the ball at all times. You know, you know what I think the biggest loss for them is, and it's I don't even think it's Lavert. I think it's Jared Allen. Absolutely. I, I think he... he First of all, he's a big man who fits with anybody. Yeah. Uh, that's rare. Because he only does what he's supposed to do. Exactly. Now you got to lean. Now you got to lean more on DeAndre Jordan. I don't want to do that. Who's another guy who I question if really wants to play half the time. Yeah, and it's just you're really. I didn't even think of it like this, but you're 100 percent right. Their depth has been slashed. Yeah. And it's been slashed, and a lot of the times, Lavert is the one who makes it look like you have depth, right? Because Lavert just takes the ball and he creates for everybody. Yeah. And to me, now you don't have that. You bring in Harden. Like, I just don't understand how they're gonna balance it out. I really can't picture that. And I don't know why they kept Dinwiddie. I mean, I know he's tra- he's hurt, but. Teams can can accept the hurt player. I don't know what are they. What's Dinwiddie gonna do with Harden on the court? I feel like that's gonna be like the biggest disaster out of the whole team. I don't know. I just I I'm trying to picture Kyrie Irving and James Harden like playing team basketball, and I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I can't imagine Kyrie standing around watching Harden dribble. <laughs> but it's like, I can picture it with Harden. Because Harden can, he's a good catch and shoot player, um, you know. And Harden lets guys work out sometimes, but I can't imagine it the other way around. Like Kyrie just watching Harden. But, but that's the thing: Harden is never engaged when he's letting somebody else put in work. That's true. He just gets back on the defense, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I just this team, it's this is such a this. There's so much negative possibilities here. So does Harden like D'Antoni or no? That's the part I... I it, it, it's got to be all right between them. Yeah, because 
I mean, yeah, it got to be somewhat, all right? Does that give you any more confidence, though, that D'Antoni is on the staff? No, no, it, it really doesn't. I want it to, and with 99% of the other NBA players, it probably would. Uh-huh. Uh, if D'Antoni had a prior relationship with that player. But, like, Harden, to me, is so set in his ways. And maybe I'm being extra negative because I watched, you know, two weeks of Russell Westbrook being awful. Uh, But I just, <laughs> Harden hasn't adapted in seven years. Since he left OKC, he's never adapted to anybody else. Right. And why would I be confident about him doing it now? Well... I guess, well, let me put it this way. Are you confident that the team will adapt to Harden because of D'Antoni? In in that way, I have more confidence in them, yeah. Okay. Because I think their offense, the way they play offense is, it's it's going to be hard to struggle consistently. Uh-huh. Especially when they catch, you know, a bad defensive team like D.C. or, or like Atlanta or anybody like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, again, this team is a finals or bust before he got here. Right. And now I'm thinking of how those playoff games are going to play out. And it's all I picture is disaster. Yeah. Like you're going to, one of your top tier players is going to have to be useless for an extended period of time. Right. Or on the bench. And the only one I could see like still being productive and and being useless is Durant. Mm-hmm. Like I can play through everybody but Durant where Durant could be the off-ball guy. He's still going to get hella shots. He's Obviously, better that way, honestly. Exactly, right? Like his peak Warriors days. Yeah. But again, then I'm looking at Harden and Kyrie Irving are controlling my offense. Yeah, at least Harden, Harden get 10 assists. But it's like, I, I'm not I'm not excited for assists when you're ball hogging. Yeah, I gotcha. And only the Lakers, like, can do that at times with LeBron. And I think the Lakers struggle with it a lot of times, too. And LeBron is a much different kind of threat than yes. Harden and Kyrie. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy when Harden gets, like, a cut layup or a cut dunk. Why? It's because it, now if it doesn't happen, still, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna lose my mind. Well, no one's gonna let him cut. <laughs> You're not gonna leave Harden. <laughs> I mean, I just, I really can't picture it. I think what I can't picture the most is who is gonna have their night more often. You know, like, are we gonna get? 20, 20, 20 from them? Or are we going to get 40, 15, 15? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be even, you know, uh, 33% between them? And if it's not, who's going to get the lion's share of the shots? To me, they have to pick somebody. Uh, Now, I don't know. I, I guess for the sake of argument, I'll just say Kyrie's probably the most predictable option in a mm-hmm. good way uh-huh. where you kind of know what's going to be happening. Who's what kind of like shots you're going to get. Yeah. Um, 
But again, Kyrie, when he's not scoring well, is you know is not a good basketball player. Right. And Harden, when he's not scoring, a lot of times he's like like he's emotionally out of the game. Right. I just we're really gonna see we're gonna see if Durant really is an all time great player. Like I don't mean obviously he's an all time great player, but I mean like a top ten, fifteen all time player. Well everybody else is gonna see. Cause if if Durant is that good, then Durant needs to pull these guys aside and say, I'm running the show. Oh, that's zero chance of that happening. And yeah, I don't trust <laughs> Durant's too like he's he's not very uh what's the word I'm looking for? He's not like character imposing. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. He, I I guess to me he's not very teammate as a teammate he's not very assertive. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, cuz uh I think if Durant said that, they would listen to him. I just don't think he'll say that. I don't think, I think if Durant said, you know, this is it, guys, you know, I got us this fourth quarter, give me the ball and get out the way. No one in the league can guard me, so I got this. I could see if he said that, it would happen because I think those guys, you know, respect him in that way, and I think they they probably think he's top 15 because they play against him. But will he do that? No. I don't think so. I don't think he has that in him, to be honest. I think if the coach says that, that's cool. Uh, but I also don't think Nash has that in him. So, we'll see. I just... <clears throat> not to mention this team's pr- like problems from the first 10, 15 games is they can't stop anybody. Right. Like, Brooklyn is just as bad defensively as, you know, most of the other bad defensive teams. Right. Uh, and to me, Harden makes it worse. Agreed. Losing Jared Allen, like, makes you suffer dramatically. Right. So, I, I, I don't know. Again, we're going to see if Durant's that great. We're going to see if Nash can really coach. We're going to see if, if if Kyrie and Harden care about winning. Well, let me ask you that. Do you think we're going to see if Nash can coach? Or do you think this is just going to be, you know, D'Antoni's... Uh, just chill year of him still coaching but not having any uh, accountability I'm I'm more curious I just I want to see a little bit more I think we'll come back to this you know after we get a sample size of them playing together Mm -hmm. Uh, but I do think from offensively I I have seen flashes of D'Antoni from how they play but it's different. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a lot more of like a like a structured mess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I do think we'll see if Nash can coach. I really do. Okay. Okay. You not put giving uh Amari any credit for their success this year? No. <laughs> The crazy thing is Amari can teach DeAndre literally nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Amari's shot was like his um his evolution and it was like still just like raw talent. Yeah. 
and DeAndre will never be able to hit jump shots. And he already knows how to catch alley-oops just as good as Amari. So. Yeah, I would uh, – Amari's like a weird – like his face-up game is is very weird. It was, yeah. Because that was kind of his like go-to. He wasn't really a back-down guy. Yeah. Uh, and it was also weird because like you, you score 20 points off of pick-and-rolls. I don't know if you're like getting buckets or if you're just playing with an all-time great point guard. Right. He, well, he did the same thing in New York for a little bit with Ray Felton. Yeah, you're right. No, well, Ray Felton was balling when that was going on. He was all-time great at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Jeremy Lin were both all-time greats for a season. Yeah, I just I, – I do think the biggest thing uh, out of this trade is for the Nets is how their, how their depth adjusts. Because now we need – the star players got to carry every night now. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, okay, I'm glad you said that. So how does their depth that they do have adjust to Harden? Can you imagine Tyler Johnson and Harden playing well that's together? The other, that's the other thing. You got, <clears throat> you got Harden like Joe Harris was balling. Uh-huh. Now you're rendering Joe Harris like you're – decreasing his role even though you were maximizing what he was doing right and like you said tyler johnson is another guy who how are they why is he out there with harden <laughs> right uh, what about uh you know who they got jeff green out there i mean jeff green is fine he'll probably thrive playing with those guys and i, I do think jeff green could get off playing with all three of them well he did Absolutely nothing playing with Harden last season. Well, no, he cooked. He, uh, he cooked OKC, didn't he? I think he had like three good games total. Yeah, total. you remember they had those games where they just wouldn't guard him. <laughs> yeah. And he would just light them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like early in when they picked him up. But Jeff Green, Jeff Green's got the the like, I'm not trash, but like you shouldn't play me too much. Yeah. He's got that down really well. Right. Like, I'm not going to go at you, but if you leave me, I'm going to get buckets. Yeah, and he's always, like, he always, he'll, like, score to let you know that he's good. Uh, but he won't attack, like, a good bench player. Right, right. That's so. true. Um, The other guys, you know, Shamit, Luau, Cabro, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to make any difference. I mean, they gotta Shaman, pick somebody up though. it's a mixed bag as far as like he, he's a guy who he needs he needs to show up to an organization and be told exactly what his role is. Yeah, I think so too. And it still hasn't happened. I feel bad because every time I see him playing poorly, I could tell it's because he doesn't know what he's out there for. Right. And I just hope I, I don't think that's gonna change with, with this trade. You know, that's tough. For him to being, you know, I think, and I mentioned this before, I think he's played point guard most of his life. So when you come in the league and no one wants you to be a point guard, it's yeah, tough. Everybody wants you, know? you to be like Duncan Robinson. Yeah, and you're like, well, I used to bring the ball up court. And you're exactly. like, nah, you're going to come off pin downs and flex screens and, you know, you're just going to get open for threes. And you're like, okay, well, you know, th so it does kind of throw you off a player like that. Yeah. Um, you think they're gonna pick Jr. up? 
Or? No, no way. <laughs> they need they need a big. If I was there, yeah, they do need a big. They need, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I really don't like. Like they've been trying to outshoot everybody every night. Yeah. And it's 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 getting messy. It is. Like Durant shouldn't have to. Durant shouldn't be spectacular. Ten games into the season. Durant and Joe Harris have been spectacular every time they won. Exactly. And it's like, I'm like, why? That doesn't need to be. Lavert has been great, too, in a yeah, lot of their has. wins. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, I, there should be more balance here. It, it shouldn't be, like, so back and forth. Yeah. The Knicks got Alfred Payton shooting threes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. Person who gets lost. I mean, team who gets lost in this trade, the Cavs. What? How do you think the Cavs? Do I don't care. Better? No. No. I do. I. We didn't really talk about Lavert going to Indiana. Uh I love it. You love it. I'm much. You know, I, we're probably gonna differ because I'm much higher in Indiana than you are. But to I like me, it. they they got exactly what they needed. Do I think they're a contender? No. I still think they're like they're getting there. Yeah. They're they're like a weird blend of not as good as I want them to be, but way better than I thought they would be. Mm, yeah. I got uh, you. and but but you know what this does? This eases how some of their role players get shots. Yeah, you know, they kind of remind their roster kind of reminds me of the um you know, six all-star Atlanta Hawks, four all-star Atlanta Hawks, whatever. Yeah, that team. yeah. Super We're, balanced. Yeah, yeah. A lot and of guys it, playing really well. Yeah, and everyone everyone has a solid role that they can really excel in. Like, if if you tell Turner, just block shots, and if you're wide open for mid-range jump shots, take those and nothing else, he's going to do it, and he's going to be well. He's going to do well. He's a great shot blocker. If you tell uh, McDermott, they still have McDermott, right? Yeah. I thought they did. Yeah. You tell McDermott, you know, just come around those screens. He's a great, um, you know, mover without the ball. Get open. He, he's going to knock down those shots. Aaron Holiday looks still underrated. He looks great coming off the bench for them. Uh, the other Holiday looks good. Uh, yeah. and then Justin, you know, right? Justin starts and Aaron comes off the bench. Okay. Yeah. Aaron is the, the guard and Justin is the... I guess he's a guard too, but he's the tall one. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to me because like Sabonis has exceeded expectations so much. Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious if Lavert coming in there, like do do they take a step back and lean more on Lavert, or do they just keep it going and kind of throw in like Brooklyn Lavert just to help the scoring? Hmm. So are you saying? Basically, are you saying is Levert going to start or not? No, I think he's going to start. Uh huh. Especially with T.J. Warren being hurt and he's out for—I forgot what the injury was, but it was serious. Yeah, yeah, extended period of time. Uh, and Lamb is out for a long time too. Yeah, so I think, like, how much of of the six-man Levert are they going to use? Mm, I got you. I got you. Well, uh, but, I, oh, go ahead. I just. It's this is a situation where to me there's not a lot of downside. I agree. 
I agree. Especially because, like, I think Oladipo is better than Levert, like, all around. But for what Oladipo did for the Pacers. I'm with you 100%. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's not that that big of a difference to me. You know, not that much of a change. But the good thing about Sabonis is so much of Sabonis' expertise is garbage buckets. Not that that's all he needs, but I'm saying that's one thing he does maybe better than anyone in the league is rebound and go back up. And he has a lot of those uh, ISOs off the rebound, those second chance ISOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get the rebound and get it and, you know, take a dribble out to the block and, you know, have that left turnaround and there's nothing you can do. But um, I think that's one thing that's good to have when you throw in someone like Levert because – the verse going to take shots. You know it's going up plenty you know, of times. What's interesting to me also is I think Lavert could sneak sneak up and and kind of emerge as like a super elite player. Possibly. Uh because now now you got two bigs that I think he should thrive with. Mhm. And, and that's that's to me been when he's at his best in Brooklyn is when he's playing pick and roll with Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, and I think now you got Sabonis with the pick and roll options. You got Turner could get in there for a couple roles. And I just think, again, I, I could picture that and see good shots coming out of that. Yeah, I could too. And that's really Indiana. Offensively, that's their only thing they've been missing is like creativity. Yeah. I that's so exactly too. what Lavert comes in to, to bring them. Yep. Yep. He and he gives. He gives you that guard that you don't need another point guard out there with. Yes. But it's not – he doesn't look like a two guard, really. He just looks like a scoring point guard. Like, Oladipo never looks like a point guard to me. Never. He'll come I, and I make agree. a good play every once in a while, but, you know, it's still mostly just pickup game ball compared to how Levert plays. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Like, I – I praised a lot of teams before the season for culture, kind of trusting that they would be good. Yeah. In a number of teams, Toronto has really let me down. <laughs> we'll talk about them later. Uh, but Indiana has been one that has, again, exceeded my expectations. Yeah, me too, for but sure. But I just, I, I didn't think Sabonis would get even better. And he's, so far, he looks like he's gotten better. Yep. And here it comes. Brogdon's legit, man. Thank is, you. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Uh, I'm sorry for... I actually went to one of their games one time uh, a couple years ago, but I'm sorry. I've doubted you since then. This was like six years ago I've doubted you. But uh, When he was at Virginia, you doubted him? <laughs> yeah, I went, I, went to, I went to a Virginia game one okay. time. I'm they not going to lie. I thought he looked trash to me at Virginia. Yeah. It, the crazy thing is, man, that Virginia team was weird because the guys you thought would be good are like the worst, and the guys that look trash end up being the best. Like they yeah. all flipped. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, man, he's legit. He's killing it. He's their star right now. And yeah, the thing man. is, it, the way he played too with Oladipo, it just it, it didn't make sense because he was doing what everyone wanted Oladipo to do with extra athleticism. Brogdon was doing it with you know more efficiency. So, yeah, man, it is I, what it is. This team has the depth has been there. Now you get, you don't get maybe the star power, but you get the scoring power. I think. 
Yeah. Like, I think now, scoring-wise, they could win a playoff series. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Especially if they're a top... If they're top four, they definitely can win one. They can beat... You know, the teams that are looking like the bottom four teams, they can definitely beat them. I mean, I'm saying looking... 10 games into the season, but... I think they could beat Philly. I'll just say it right now. And Philly's been playing great. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm not mad at that. I'm definitely not mad at that. All right. Uh, um, Well, let me ask you this about the Cavs. Do they keep Allen and uh, Drummond and Love? Yeah, they got JaVale over there, too. And JaVale? Uh, I, feel, I feel like they would. I think Love is hurt. Right, he is. Uh, <laughs> I caught them, I caught them like, four or five games ago. I can't even remember who they're playing. And Larry uh, Nance, by the way. Yeah, a lot of bigs. Yeah. they Cleveland somehow looks like they have too many players at every position. They do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, like really they do. have more players on the roster than everybody else. Like, oh yeah, they do look like that. Yeah, it's I, just, think it's I, because... I can't think of, I can't think of any other teams who's like packed at every position. Yeah, and I think it's because nobody is like head and shoulders better than anyone else, so they just throw all of them in, and they, you know, just whatever. It's not yeah. like there's a rotation where guys are playing more minutes than others. I feel like they can all split time. Other than Drummond, everyone on the team can split time with the backup on that team. Yeah. Uh, to me, they need to keep – they need to play Allen, like, significantly. I agree. Because he, again, he makes everybody better. Yeah. And I think their guards have just been playing really well. I mean, Colin Sexton looks like he's emerging. Yeah. Uh, and – I think Allen again. There's no real downside to having him out there. Yeah, there is. The upside is the Drummond plays less. Uh huh. Because I'm he's Drummond is getting to the point where like I could tell that he's talented and can be good, but he's got like the white side IQ where it's just like he's just throwing up like randomness. Are you referring to Shaq and the Fool moment last week? Not just that was the the, the pinnacle of it. <laughs> yeah, but again, there's, I, there's just the sh- he takes shots as if he's Joel Embiid. <laughs> Relax, he doesn't take threes. He doesn't take. I mean, he shoots. He does. He Why does. does he do that? I don't know. I don't know either. Why does he dribble more than you know one pound per move? Who's their coach? I don't even remember. <laughs> that's that's the problem, I think. <laughs> you I'm might be right. Say, I'm not saying that. Like, I, I think, and this may sound, uh, this may sound like, this may not be good to say to somebody. Like, if Drummond heard me say this, he might be mad. But I feel like Drummond just plays like there's no consequences because... He knows the Cavs at the end of the season are gonna suck anyway. Like, I, I, come I, on, man! I don't think that. I think the Cavs are playing pretty well. No, I do too. They are playing well, but I feel like I think Drummond plays like he has more freedom 
on that team. Like it. But he played honestly, like that in think, Detroit too. That's my problem. But Detroit made the playoffs one one year. He was there, and got waxed. Stanley Johnson trying to guard LeBron. <laughs> um, you really think he'd do that on the Lakers with LeBron? I mean, or with no. a, with a good coach with Popovich. How no, t- no, he. I'm sure he wouldn't do that. That's that's all I'm saying. I think, like you said, it's the culture. I think if you give him, if he had a good culture, and they said, "Look, listen, Andre, don't do that again. No more jump shots until we you hitting six or eight, eight out of ten in practice consistently." Obviously, he's not. So, okay, that's fair because Whiteside, Whiteside was doing that in good cultures. Exactly. That's so Whiteside that's is very a fair point. And, and Whiteside is a terrible teammate. We know this already. Right. Drummond, uh, Drummond seems like a pretty good teammate for the most part, but he just hasn't played with any good teammates himself. So we'll see. We'll see what the Cavs do. I I like their team. I like how they play. They play with so much anger. On the court, so much aggressive. Uh, yeah, they're they're very. They they look like I'm expecting Houston to look for the next at least month. Yeah, very yeah. like very motivated, like prove them wrong kind of attitude. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk. We you know we were talking about Brooklyn as far as the trade, uh, but Kyrie Irving lived up to all the hype. By the way, we forgot to mention that. <laughs> Lived up to what hype? What did we say? 20 games it would take? Oh, for him to just not play? I didn't I didn't think it would be not play. Th- th- that's where I'm surprised. <laughs> okay. Where I thought I thought it would be an issue with, you know, maybe he'll call out the defense. Oh, he'll yeah, give yeah. he'll ma- his matchup will get 35 and then he'll come into the post game and be like, "Yo, we didn't guard anybody." Yeah. Uh, you know, or or it would be some like some sneak diss at Nash that he'll swear wasn't a sneak diss. Like him not telling him he wasn't playing that night. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> or the next night. <laughs> but this is this is the crazy thing. Like, okay, you don't want to play for personal issues. Like, okay, that's understandable. You don't tell the team or you don't tell the coach. Any coaches. <laughs> the Brooklyn organization basically doesn't know what's going on. Durant just had his phone in his hands like, hey, coach, uh, Kyrie's not coming. <laughs> yeah, you, dude, think about, like, I remember back to my days playing high school basketball. Every yeah. coach, even past that and before that, every coach I've ever had has said, yo, if you're not going to be here, let me know. Yeah. No coach goes, yo, if you're not going to be here, just tell one of my team, just tell one of your teammates, they'll let me know. Yeah, well, I'm sure Nash didn't do that either. <laughs> That's, I just, he's literally, he's just disappeared. <laughs> well, I, I did say on here, uh, I think he'll be, you know, similar to Pistol Pete. Just stop playing early and just go chase aliens for the rest of his life. <laughs> it, and I, <laughs> I'm saying that because that's exactly what Pistol Pete did. But I can picture Kyrie just quitting. I said it, um... Probably two months ago, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie just quit playing basketball one day. And, you know. Kyrie Kyrie has gotten to the point where I'm more excited about, like, his response to the drama that he creates. 
Than what? Than him playing basketball. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and you know what pisses me off is I loved how he was playing. He was playing well. A very aggressive, but not like overwhelming. He was looking for teammates more than I'm used to seeing him. <laughs> Did you he, see the video of him dancing at the party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's Kyrie what killed fool, it, dude. Man. Like here, you you got this mystery about why you're not playing, and you know the 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 thing happened in D.C. right around that time. We and now we find out you're just chilling with family. We have you on tape doing the electric slide. Like, dude, we know where you are. Like, bro, I just watched Damian Lillard said uh, they basically have us in a box where we just travel, we go to the hotel, we go to the gym. Yeah. And you're over here just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go do what I want. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't... Like, you remember how mad people were when LeBron, like, ran out of gas in his first year in Cleveland? Like... And had to take that two-week break? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and this is LeBron, like, you know, let us know that it was... Physically, he was exhausted. Like, he needed time off. Yeah. Kyrie just said, I don't feel like playing, I'm out. Yep. Good luck, Brooklyn. I'll say that. Um, I'm trying to think someone else just came out and said, you know, I don't care about the COVID thing. I'm going to go do, if I need to go somewhere, I'm just going to go. Was that George Hill said that maybe? Oh no. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Shout out to George Hill though. He was playing well. Oh yeah. He says, I'm grown. So I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do regardless of the COVID, uh, stricter, COVID protocols. Yeah. I just... If I want to go see my family, I'm going to go see my family, he says. All right. Well, tell them we said hello. I just... I feel like they're acting as if it's... Like, they weren't aware that they were going to be limited with who they could see. Right. Like, I know damn well when they were discussing the season, that was a, a primary talking concern. It was. They were talking about it for a while. And for them now to be like, yo, well, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, yo, LeBron, LeBron had two months off and he's hooping, having fun with the team, turning up, like just focused on the game. Yep. Like, like these guys, these guys shouldn't, don't, Kyrie does not deserve to get offended when people question his love for the game. I completely agree. And that's, it's just, it's inexcusable to act like this. And that is really annoying though, to get offended when (laughs) you're creating all the narratives yourself Yes. or you're saying it explicit and saying you don't mean exactly what you just said. (laughs) Like, what are we supposed to do? The thing is, and I think Stephen A. said this, um, you know, you can't give us mystery and not expect us to try to figure out what on earth you're talking about. You know, you can't connect the, You can't put two dots up there and get mad at someone for connecting the dots. (laughs) Kyrie, Kyrie thinks there's a perfect world where he's only famous when he's on the basketball court. 
like no one else to ever play in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, man. I, this trash. Um, it's crazy right. that I expected oh. these guys to like be toxic, like Harden and 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 Kyrie, and yeah. they've still exceeded my expectations. Oh, I, to be honest, I didn't expect Harden to come in after Russ got traded. I didn't expect Harden to be toxic anymore. Really, I mean, I thought he would still be how he is on the court, but I didn't think it would carry to the yeah. locker room anymore. I got you, but Kyrie, I mean. He he surprises me every time. He does. I will say I expected this, but I didn't expect not just him. That that's what I'm saying. The fact that he just disappeared. Yeah, that's that's uh, mind blowing to me. No one can expect that. There's no way. Especially if that text is true that I just didn't feel like playing tonight. Oh my god! If that's true, like I haven't seen that confirmed. Yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah. it said rumor. Kyrie rumor. Uh, thing, if that's true, it's a hot mess there already. Like it's Nash has already lost control of the locker room, of the team. I just I would laugh if Harden comes in there and tries to like rile up the team. Like, all right, guys, we now like we're a contender. Let's make it happen. Like, James, did you not just quit where you came from? Right. Like, what happens when we start losing and, and we can't hit shots off of your shitty passes? He'll quit again. Right. And then it'll be Nash. They already, they, they setting up Nash to really take all the heat. Yeah, they are. I, I ain't letting it happen, I'm telling you now. Well, real quick, uh, is it fair to criticize Harden when Jimmy Butler kind of did the same thing? I saw someone say that, but I'm just asking your opinion on it. Jimmy, you know, came, said the locker room is trash. These guys are garbage. Um, this roster, no one wants to play, and I'm not going to play with these scrubs. I'm not quoting him. I'm just saying that's kind of the narrative yeah, he was saying. He, that was the like the, the message he was kind of floating out there, basically. Yeah, a bunch of SOBs. Y'all are sorry. Uh, so he just stopped going to practice. But, but it was a. But the difference is there. The it's a mentality difference. Like Jimmy Butler's. First of all, he's he hasn't been there for eight nine years. Uh, he just came in there. He realizes the culture's trash. These guys don't really match how hard I'm working and how badly I want to win. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. That's that. If Harden said. Like, yo, I had these ideas in this direction, and Houston said, nah, fuck all that. Yeah. I would have been like, look, you're, you, I can see you being frustrated with that. Right. But, it, like, Jimmy Butler didn't flat out just say, like, yo, I've, I've tried everything I can to make these guys play hard, and they just don't. Right. I gotcha. And again, the focus is on winning basketball. Right. That's not the focus here. Here, it's he, the franchise is not doing exactly what I want, so I'm out. Right. I got you. Like, it's completely different to me. I got you. And then Jimmy went to Philly and said, these guys don't play hard either. So. <laughs> then he came to Miami, and we haven't every, – every time I see him in an interview, he looks like he's, like he's smiling ear to ear. It, but he's the one not playing hard this time. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> 
That's what blows my That's mind. That's crazy. He's like, he's he's willed his mentality to the team, and they just stopped following it completely. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I want to go yeah, to a team who plays hard so I don't have to. <laughs> That's ba- ba- That might be what he was getting it to, uh, actually. Yeah, low-key. He did it. He found it. All right. Uh, let's get to the Raptors, man. Two and eight. It's bad. Two and eight. It's bad. They're, they're to me, they're now by far more in Code Red than anybody else. Yeah. I think a number of the teams we talked about last time are making their way out of it. I agree. I think the Nuggets are settling in. I think Golden State is trying to settle in. Yeah. Uber was Again. on fire yesterday. I think he hit two whole threes. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I mean, he was knocking them down. He was open. Oh, he hit three. He hit three. Oh, wow. But no, uh, but uh, Toronto is is a mess on both ends, and they're just blowing these leads. Every lead they have, they just they just get worked after. There's so many problems too that I don't know how they fix. Like, first of all, I thought their depth was kind of was was not bulletproof but it was like very underrated even when it wasn't even when their rotation guys was, weren't playing well yeah but clearly without Gasol and Ibaka this team cannot guard the same right uh that's my first problem that I don't know how they address without looking into free agency Baines comes in and gives you goose eggs and like. Almost yeah, he's every been a dis- he's been a huge disappointment. Yeah, but again, like I'm not. You shouldn't be winning and losing based on if Baines is living up to my expectations. Right. They got Alex Len out there for nine minutes to start the game. He must. I, I don't know how Alex Len keeps sneaking in minutes in the league. <laughs> I know. I I agree. <laughs> I really, I really. That is a mystery that I would like to be solved. But yeah. okay, so you're not getting stops, which is how you won in the past. By the way, right? Um. So now we got to focus more on your offense. Hmm. I, I like Siakam. I I love. I still love Siakam's game. Yeah. He's not. He's not Jason Tatum. Okay, he's not Kevin Durant. He's not he's not even like, you know, Anthony Davis. Look at the bigs. He's not Embiid. He's not Bosh. He's not Bosh. He's not a guy that you just play through. No, he's not. And and they're like now they're getting to the point where Siakam is uncomfortable like getting shots. Right. And he started playing much better, but like I don't understand why he takes a ton of shots when he's not playing well, but he's super efficient when he does play well. Well, it could be the other way around, right? But my problem is, like, when he's playing well, he's not taking that many shots. And it should be the opposite. Like, you're playing well, I want you shooting more. No, but I'm saying it could be he's playing well because he's not taking a lot of shots, right? It could be. Yes and no. 
Like, to an extent, yeah. But again, I just... Like, they... They want to play through him, but at the same time, when he's playing well, they don't want to commit to playing through him. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Right. Because to me, they're, they're off, they're all, their roster is too limited to do anything else. Right. I mean, Van Fleet, I, you're, getting, you're getting pretty right about Van Fleet. He was 4 for 13 last game. <laughs> it's just the shot selection. Your, why are your three, let's just say, star players, why are they all taking awful shots? Yeah. that That's what, like, to me is un, unfixable. <laughs> right. You got Lowry chucking up garbage. You got Van Fleet. Now your backcourt's basically throwing up trash. <laughs> yeah. And, like, your, your backcourt that carries you. Right. That and you then just Siakam is... However much for Siakam's either like he's a spot up guy, then he's a pick and roll guy. He could be the ball handler. He could be the roll guy. He could also be the up. isolation threat. Yeah, like that's not his game. Why are you trying to make? He's not Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. And to me, Nick Nurse, for the first time, I'm questioning what Nick Nurse is doing over there. <laughs> you know, I really hate. Siakam's little like uh, dragging foot step back he does <laughs> like it's so obvious that he's about to step back in the ISO you know what I'm talking about yeah <laughs> it's terrible they let him get it off somehow uh, I just want to point that out but OG Ananubi is not Andre Iguodala Although they want him to be. He's good, but he's not Andre Iguodala. <laughs> They're just kicking him for... I mean, he's... He's jacking threes like crazy. Like, they think he's like an elite three-point threat. They think he's an elite defender. You know, he's supposed to be... I mean, they play him like he's supposed to catch lobs or like dunk on people every time he gets into the paint. And his percentages are... I mean, they're not good. He shot one for ten against the Knicks. You know, it, it's funny. We're talking about them like they're a, a newly assembled roster. But th- this is where, this is where I give Nick Nurse a lot less credit than we've been giving him, probably, because, like you said, they're not a new roster. This is they've lost, you know, two players last season. That's it. Right. That's it, yep. And his whole team is garbage. And Van Vliet acts like he has to, he has to, like, take 20 shots or he doesn't get his money or something. <laughs> like, no, Van Vliet, like, you were guaranteed that money. You don't and have Van to Fle- play like Steph to get it. <laughs> He's, everything he does is so forced. They must have gave him, like, a point uh, contingency if he gets... <laughs> Because he just jacks. And, I mean, I said this last season. Van Vliet going to the basket is, like, the most... And I never say this about anything, but it's the most cringy thing in the league to me. (laughs) I hate... I hate when he goes to the basket. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it. He can get in the paint. He's really strong, obviously. He's he's got good layup touch. He has good layup touch, but 
the amount of layups he gives, he goes those up and unders and reverses that don't go yeah. in. Just yeah, I don't know. it's an instant fast break, by the way, instant. Because it's like everyone's under the basket trying to get his rebound, and you know the other team is blowing by because it's an easy board, easy leak out. Yeah, because he blows past his man, and they're at the three point line, waiting for the you know outlet pass. It, it's it's bad, man. To me, it's to me most of it is Van Vliet, and I could understand, you know, you or anybody else saying it's a full team thing. It's Nick Nurse. I, I thought Nick Nurse was just an okay coach the last two years. Anyway, I think he kind of pulled a Steve Kerr, where you know the team had a the team was winning and they were obviously trending upward, and he you know he caught it. He got a really nice trade, and he you know caught it on the upslide but now he has to actually coach and they suck they're trash <laughs> they do suck and <laughs> i just i'm thinking like they they either have to fix how many bad shots they take or they have to fix their defense i know and the worst part is i they, don't think they could fix either they can't get rid of anybody they have that's the part that's like really detrimental yeah like there's no way out like it's either the season ends, and you wait till next off season, and you just you know play it out, cause they can't. They just signed Siakam, just signed Van Vliet. You know, no one wants Lowry to be honest. But but I, I expect more from Lowry in 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 games like this. But Lowry plays best when he has he has someone to play with him, and Van Vliet doesn't look like he's. Van Vliet looks like he's playing by himself out there a lot to me. Van Vliet looks like the dude who picked teams on uh, in pickup games. So, like, he feels like he has to lead the team. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you pick the team. Like, you don't have to be the captain. Just because you pick teams doesn't make you captain. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen people like that, too. It's funny. You see what I'm, what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I used to praise... Like, even though they never really got each other's shots, they kind of balanced off of one another with Lowry and Van Fleet. They did, but they didn't have to play together for 30 minutes a night like they do now. And la- Good point. Last season, they, you know, they did it, but they had, you know, they did have more depth last season, even if it was a little more. But I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's ugly. It's ugly. And Van Fleet's shot selection has definitely changed. From last year it got a little bit worse because now he thinks like he has to shoot it from the volleyball line well what we would call a volleyball line in high school it for them is the logo basically he yeah. has to shoot these you know 30 footers or he has to go to the rack against a giant and like you know almost every shot he takes could be a highlight to, honestly if he made it yeah he'd have like six shots on top 10 the degree of difficulty his shots are. So, I don't know how that, you're right, I don't know how they fix it. It it seems unfixable because you can't move anything, you can't really make too many adjustments with the roster. I mean, you're starting Alex Lynn. I mean, if you're doing that, your roster's in a bad place already, to me. Very bad. Chris Boucher, Looks great, he's, by the way. He's been the positive, yeah. He looks fantastic. He's blocking everything. 
Uh, hitting shots. Hitting shots, catching lobs. I mean, he's doing it all. Um, I don't know why he's not starting all the time. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It's like Nurse plays big men and then goes small ball while, like, forgetting they're still on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, Like, they're playing a small ball kind of offense. But Alex Lynn is out there at seven three or whatever he is. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> he's up at the top of the key making passes to Van Vliet, who's five ten, cutting to the basket. It's just, it's just weird. Mm. They just do weird stuff. Yeah. I predicted them not to make the playoffs, and I'm just more confident now. Hey, I don't blame you. And the thing is, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know what they do at the end of the season. I don't know what options they have at the end of the season. They keep losing guys. Um, you know, they don't even have... Powell doesn't even have the energy he used to have. Not consistently, at least. They don't look like they're having fun, to be honest. Yeah. And that's one thing they did do in the past under, under Nurse. To me, that was like the... That seemed like something that really changed from Casey was that they really look like they're having fun all the time. Those first, especially that first season, but the next season too. But now it looks, it looks like work, hard work. Yeah. We'll see. They they have no, one of their three stars got to step up to me. That's the only, the only way they have an opportunity to fix this is if one of their guys kind of takes more control of what they do. Yeah. And Lowry, I think Siakam has done that for stretches. Lowry has done that for stretches. And I think they got to do it again for them to recover from this. Yeah, I agree. At least as far as, you know, winning games is concerned. Right. All right. Uh, What else we got? I never want to hear. I never want to hear that the Clippers are a good defensive team ever again. <laughs> Why do you say that? I mean, Patty Patty Mills gives you eight threes, then Steph Curry gives you nine, and then Zach Levine gives you ten. <laughs> They're just you know trying to set records, <laughs> trying to improve every night. <laughs> We don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about the defense is getting worse and worse. By the way, like the overall league defense. Yeah, it it looks bad. It's just shootout after shootout. It is, yeah. Um, but I I will say, the Clippers, they're just they're trash. They're exactly who they were. They haven't changed a bit. Not not one bit. Okay. It, I mean they've they've like. They've adjusted to different ways of fucking up. Mm, all right. It doesn't look as bad. When they fuck up, it doesn't look as bad as it did in when they were blowing the, the Nuggets lead. Right. But it's, I promise you, it's just as bad. Mm-hmm. It's the same problems. It's still, it's either no Paul George or too much Paul George. Yeah. In their losses, at least, yeah. And Kawhi is 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 Kawhi Leonard. When Kawhi's playing well, they're not even the Clippers. They're the Leonards. 
Yeah. When Kawhi's playing well, they're really bad to me. I mean, it took... Think about this. It took, what, 10, 15 games for Lou Will to get 20 points? It might have taken him 15 games for him to get 15 shots. You... I don't understand. You limit... You... Make roster moves to, like, upgrade the depth, and all you did was limit your best bench player. Yeah. Like, the trash. Lou's only taken double-digit shots four times this season so far. Hey, but at least he got... At least Ty Lou got Kawhi playing in back-to-backs. So, that's at the, least that's step one. That's the only positive from Ty Lue so far to me. Uh, Marcus Morris has played really well, too. Oh yeah, yeah, he's back His, now. I think two games. Yeah, it's looked pretty good. I I will say I actually, I actually prefer. I like the Paul George. Like, I think he gets the whole second half of the third quarter. I I love how they look when they do that, and it's only because. It's only because it's clear that they're playing through somebody for once. And when they're both out there, they just play like through nobody. It like it. It just seems like everyone is questioning what they should do with the ball when they have it. Everyone yes. but Kawhi and Paul George. Even Paul George does when Kawhi is out there. They're like, okay, should I, like, go score? No. Uh, oh, Kawhi's over there. Maybe I should pass it. Like everyone looks a little more hesitant when they're both on the court. Canard uh, definitely yeah. looks nervous. Canard is hesitant, like every time he touches the ball. Yeah, he is. And you know, I I think I texted you this. It looks like Paul George is the only one who knows Canard's Co- on the team. Some nights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was you know gonna they... he threw it out of bounds, thinking he was throwing it to Canard the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they need they need like a uh, the Kuzma. They need a guy who just doesn't think. Yeah. That would be in nice. most, in most teams, I I need the opposite. Uh huh. Like most teams, I need a role player who thinks. Yeah. But with the Clippers, it's it's almost like everybody's thinking. Yeah. Yep. And it's just hesitation. It's kind of indecisiveness. Uh, and they're every time I watch them, I get a glaring reminder of how important the point guard position is in basketball. Yes. Because they're just the pinnacle of, I I feel their game screams we need a point guard to me. It does. It just it's it's so constant. Even even when they're playing well, it's screaming that to me. Yeah, me too. And the thing is, Kawhi's best games that I've noticed, he does you know what I mentioned before, six seconds or less, just score. Because when he does think and he'll drive, he'll get real low under the basket and he'll like. Like hunch over like he's getting knocked down, but he's really not. Like he it's pretends like, like someone's pushing him down, but he's the strongest guy in the gym. Yes. And he's looking around for a pass and then he ends up taking a weird shot or, you know, making a pass to someone who can't score where they are. It, you know, it's that long possession that has been that killed them last season to me. But he's doing so much better, you know, when he's doing when he's playing well, he just goes score. Just Catch it, three dribble, score, just like the you know, king of the yeah. court style. I, I think they're. I don't think they're gonna blow a lead in the playoffs again, but they're definitely getting killed. I, Give me I get think a they'll lead. get. I I don't think they're gonna get a big lead this time. 
Yeah, I'd be surprised. Because I just think a lot of teams are going to be better prepared for them. The West looks like it's going to be... I It's hard for me to tell if it's going to be competitive or not. Like, I want to believe it is. It's not. It doesn't look like it. L- Lakers... Right now, uh, Lakers look like they're not even sniffing a loss walking through the playoffs. 16th straight. It came close. Yeah. They they took a night off every playoff series, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. As long, I mean, they'll probably do that again. So I guess they probably won't sweep their way through. But they're so good, they could win a playoff game not playing hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it looks bad for the West. It's bad. But, again, it's not that you got worse. It's that it's the same problems we just saw. Yeah. And in that same... For the Clippers you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And in the same boat, I got to go Portland. Same shit. Of course. It's the same. And Portland, you know what I noticed uh, with the McCollum game winner? Because that game was just so good. Yeah. Um. Portland is is such a basketball fans like dream team to root for. It is, yeah. Because their play style is just like it's so f- every game is must watch with them. Yeah. Because sometimes they they look like they can score with anybody else on on in the NBA. Yep. They look like they could defend anybody in the NBA. And they look unpredictable most of the time. Right. When they're playing it's, well. Sometimes they look like they got none of that. Yeah. And a lot of games for 25 minutes out of the 48, they look like they have none of that. Yeah. And to me, again, the fact that there's still, there's no identity to their play style. Right. And that has been their problem for countless years. Yeah. That's why their roster moves do nothing. Yeah. And I think... Like, CJ and Dame still don't really have good chemistry to me. Yeah, that's troubling still. They still struggle to play well together. Yeah. Um, but again, Port- Portland is good enough to win any any day. Yep. They have they're the gonna be locked. Yeah, they're going to be locked in enough to get to the playoffs. Yeah. But, like, I just don't want people to look at them and be shocked when they get spanked again you know it's kind of crazy um i kind of see the same missing of a point guard on their team a lot and that's not to um you know not to shame damian lillard because i've said on here a lot of times he's my favorite player in the league but he does nothing for everyone else on the court a lot of times and if he does, but it's because he scores. It's because he's such a scoring threat, but not because he's a playmaker necessarily. You're right, but to me, I know that about Lillard. Like, I know he's not a, a get everybody involved guy. Yeah, but the team, but I think the team is missing that, especially some nights where he's not playing well. Because if he's not playing well, then he doesn't you know, create the space that they want him to create, you know? Yeah. And the bench has nothing. I mean, Gary Trent is not a point guard at all. Number one. And, uh, Simons, he's like, if he makes one mistake, he comes out the game every night. 
but I could see, I see, like, Terry Stotts is trying to hide that, I think. He is. Be- because he plays through Dame and CJ more than a lot of teams, like, play through their two stars. Yeah, especially guards. Yeah. And you see, like, a positive, I would say, is because we, we have depth now, let's use the depth. Let's, for short stretches, play through one of our, our bench guys, which Mello being the obvious candidate. Right. Um, and that has been po- the the overwhelming positive. Mello looks great. He his shot selection, his distribution of shots looks so well balanced. Yeah, he gets such a nice mix of just like spot up catch and shoot and like quick isos. Yeah. Uh, and but the flip side has been, okay, we can't play through Mello, you know, too long. So we need another good player to kind of force feed at times. Yeah. That has to stop. Nur- Nurkic is not that guy. I agree. Terry Stotts, you need to stop it now yeah. before it's too late. Yeah. Because this whole this whole feed him and he's just going to take any shot he wants. Yeah. It, like, I'm, I cannot watch, and I told you this last time I watched him that he literally pisses me off. Me too. Like, I don't understand how you play like you have a full package, you know, a full arsenal of moves when you clearly don't. <laughs> yeah, they hyped like, him up like clear, he was going to be elite. It's clear to me you're not comfortable shooting threes. Stop it. Yeah. You get mid-range shots anytime you want. Yeah. And you make them. Yeah. Uh, the post footwork is it's like he's too fast for his own body <laughs> like he always spins like he's more athletic than he actually is yeah yeah and, and you notice he busts his ass and like stumbles a lot of the time yeah because he's trying to be like too coordinated right it's just it's it's honestly disgusting to me and if they have any hope of of you know, making the playoff noise, they gotta control how what kind of shots he takes. I completely agree. And in that regard, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on the absence of a floor general. And you know, even if it's not a full floor general, they just don't have anyone on the team that I am comfortable with even bringing the ball up court, other than Dame yes. or CJ. You look at uh, Denver is a team who. You look at what Monte Morris does for them. Yes. And it's it's it doesn't show up in the stats, but it's invaluable. It's exactly what Portland what, what would help Portland. That's why yes. you know, I was kind of hoping they got Jeff Teague cuz he would have been perfect for this. And he is when he played, he's helped Boston to a small extent. Yeah, he has. Yep. And it's only going to get bigger when they're, you know, when Kemba's there. Um and I think Portland is just missing that other guy where Dame and CJ can like relax because someone else is going to bring the ball up court. They always have to come back to it, no matter yeah. who gets it. Trent or it's, doesn't even bring or it's the ball Nurkic up. taking an awful shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, or Nurkic thinking he's Jokic or Sabonis. I just like. I just want him to to be. I still want him to be used in a lot of the plays, 
but just use him a little bit less. Yeah. He's not the, like, he shouldn't be the default play breaks down. Let's just see if Nurkic can get us something. Because he like, can't. Stop. Yo, like, I see enough of that in Denver. Yeah, that's true. And the guy in Denver actually knows what he's doing. Right. Jokic, um, see, I was about to call him Jokic. Nurkic's passes are so bad to me. I almost wish, like he, I want him to stop shooting, but I also want him to stop passing. He's, you know what he is? He's like, he's Mason Plumley who just tries more passes. <laughs> yeah, he is. Because Mason Plumley, like, he'll get you three to five assists if you, if you, you know, don't guard cutters. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. That's, that's it. Cutters Crazy. is, that's, that's your only look. Crazy thing is, Mason will do that from, like, the high posts and can't hit that shot. And Nurkic can hit the shot and still doesn't even keep guys honest by making a good pass or a good shot. Yeah, man, it's it's weird to me. I'm I'm happy. Again, Portland, I have fun watching them every time. But I just know it's the same shit. Yeah, it is. It is. Is there any? Uh, I've been pretty negative. Uh, let's close out with a positive. Any team that we haven't talked about that you're excited for? Uh, I'm excited for the Hornets, man. Good pick. Honestly, I, I, I like what they're doing. and I, I We mentioned them just a little bit last podcast, I think. But these guys, they all they all play with this energy, this chip on their shoulder. Like, you know, like we said about the Cavs, kind of. They play with that, let's prove them wrong kind of chip on their shoulder. All of them. And, you know, Terry Rozier is dunking on everybody who walks through the paint. Bridges is dunking on everybody who walks through the paint. Hayward is looking like an elite one-on-one threat for them. The Martin twins look great. They're dunking on people, hitting threes. Uh, P.J. Washington is like, um, I mean, he's like this complete toolkit of doing everything, threes, rebounds, passes. They have a tough bucket guard who they still let thrive. Yeah. Graham. Yeah, Graham. Monk's not even back yet. And, you know, and LaMelo is doing his thing. Triple doubles. And LaMelo, LaMelo has that, like, he, he guys are more motivated to play. Mm-hmm. Just because of how exciting of a, of a playmaker he could be. Yeah. Uh, and he's got that, like, joy that, that clearly has rubbed off on on teammates. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think team, teammates rubbed off, the energy they have has rubbed off on him. He looks like he's trying to win. Yes. I, to me, I mean, obviously he didn't play that high of level of basketball, um, NBA basketball, but he was someone I was worried about being a winner, you know, coming in. Because, I mean, you know, all guys like to win, but not every guy is a winner. Yes. And he went to a team of guys who are all trying to be winners, and he's fitting right in. And he looks so comfortable with the guys, I think the the team is really patient with him, and the team is comfortable with him. They trust him. They just look good, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm with everything you said. The only surprise for me has been Hayward. Me too. Like these other guys, I, I didn't expect them to play well, but I knew they could. Right. But with Hayward, I didn't think he could go out and get 44. Me either. Or or like give you 30 on 12 to 15 shots yeah uh he's 
hey man, apologies coming up if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, I, I didn't think he, I didn't think he'd be able to lead a team in scoring at all. I just I, I didn't even see this like in Utah, like which he got paid for initially. Right. Uh, I didn't even see all that, but he looks great. And you know they they play with the everybody eats kind of game. I think they feed the hot hand, also, and he's benefiting from that so much. I mean, he, he's like, okay, cool, you guys, I'm hot. You're gonna keep giving it to me, okay? I'm gonna keep scoring. And the thing is, they're with Washington, Bridges, Hayward. They're so versatile at the four position. Where like you know Hayward kind of played that weird four in Boston, but now they sometimes they have like three power forwards on the court at the same time, and, yeah, and they make it look great. It's interesting. They had three power forwards and two point guards in, and they they look like a you know normal starting five sometimes. So uh, yeah, I like them, man. I I like how they look. You got any positives? Any other positives? Uh, I'll give you a positive about a team we've been mostly negative on, and I was a tiny bit negative off the first game, uh, but Philly looks good. Oh, yeah. And I know they, they're they offset right now because of the, the COVID stuff. Like, they're getting hit pretty hard. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's going to happen probably to every team at some point. Yep. Uh, so I'm, and they're – handling it pretty well like they're still playing pretty well uh but they're finally they're finally changing the play style like in the direction i've wanted them to change it yeah it's like when they play through Embiid, it's clear cut we're playing through Embiid. we're gonna feed him we're gonna take abuse the mismatch and we're gonna f- play off of that yeah and they're cl- they're closing games with that. Yeah. But I noticed, and I don't know if we mentioned this in one of the prior episodes, by far, so far, the most impactful uh, off-season acquisition yep. has been Seth Curry. Absolutely. And Seth Curry, again, it sucks that he just got COVID, so he's out for a while. Yeah. But he was balling for them. Yeah, he's averaging seventeen and four, at sixty percent shooting. And the stats, the stats don't really paint the full picture. No, it doesn't. because T- Tobias averages, you know, in that ballpark. Yeah. Uh, maybe not this year, but in the past he has. Yeah. But there, Seth Curry is is a smart uh, guard. Right. And you look back to how Philly has been the last several years. Ben Simmons is the only meaningful decision-making guard out there. Yeah. Like Josh Richardson, he was just a slasher, he was a defender, and he was aggressive. Yeah. Seth Curry, they got Seth Curry making decisions for how the offense is going to run, and it looks so much better. You, You know, and not only is he a smart guard, I mean... That's, you know, that's a big statement for him. He just, he knows how to play. Yes. Like, it's clear that he knows how to play basketball. And that's something I think they didn't even have last season. And, I mean, not that Richardson doesn't know how to play, but he's not, his, his IQ rating is a lot lower than Seth's. Seth isn't like, you know, 
CP or anything, but this guy, he's a, he looks like everyone out there looks like they can play basketball at a high level. And that's sometimes they would have these lulls where it's like, okay, Ben Simmons is smart and no one else really knows what to do for the next play. But now it's like they move the ball, you know, Danny Green's there. He knows what to do. Seth knows what to do. Dwight is out there. He's played basketball for a long time now. It just looks like they have a look like they matured by ten years just with these additions, and yes, really Seth and, is the leader of that. And you know, and maybe this is uh, just Seth exceeding my expectations so much, or maybe it's Doc doing a good job. But it finally looks like we have an understanding of what the roles are for guys. Yeah, and that to me, like like you said, Danny Green can thrive off of knowing what because we know what he's gonna do. Yeah. We know, uh, I think they've allowed, because they've had such good balance of, of kind of depth, roster depth, uh, I think they've allowed Tyrese Maxey to thrive. Yeah. Because he just comes out there and he's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's crazy to me. I think it's more of a praise on Seth Curry because I didn't think he could play like, like Monty Morris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, if you watch them, you know, I've watched them three, four times now, and that's exactly how he's playing. Yep, it is. He's controlling, like, how the offense, where are we going on offense? Yeah. And Embiid, clearly, Embiid has played better off of Seth Curry. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is kind of relaxed, and he hasn't had to stress about being a full-time point guard. Yep. And he's kind of... Production-wise, Ben Simmons kind of has taken a step back so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's so versatile. He's, right. he's going to exactly. do something. Even if exactly. it's the second pass or he makes the first pass that needs another pass, he makes it and, it, you know, he still makes plays. Exactly. They still <clears throat> they still are missing like a ninth, tenth guy. Yeah. Like a reliable. Mike Scott ain't it. No, he's not. They're missing uh, another. Well, Corkmaz is hurt, right? He's not it either, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, I would like to see when he comes back from his injury, you know, what he he's, does with this new roster. He's like a slower, bigger Shamit to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's a very similar play style. Yeah. Uh, but but let, let's talk about football, man. We've we've been on basketball for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're. You did you watch the national championship game? No, I missed it. Uh, no surprises. Alabama is crazy. Yo, that receiver. I've never, I've never. I don't know. I've never seen a college receiver make football look easy. <laughs> yeah. And he's making it look easy. And he just. He's not even like super fast or anything. He just waltzes around. Everybody looks like. He runs yeah, like I a can't. duck. He kicks his legs up real high in the back and leans forward, and he just yeah. blows past everybody. I can't explain how he's open so often. <laughs> yeah, me either. But he's always so open. He is wide open. I don't know how he is as a prospect, but he showed out. He definitely yeah, man. Him out. and uh, him and Mac Jones. I think it's tough to kind of gauge. Yeah. Uh, it's always I, tough I th- to gauge the Alabama quarterbacks, in my opinion. Yeah, because they have I can see that they have so much talent. The line is top notch. 
you know, like, you know, the wide receivers are always wide open. As long as you can throw, you're going to be all right for Alabama. You may not be elite, but you'll be all right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. They are, they are hard to tell. Uh, and him, him more so because, you know, he's setting records and stuff, and I get that. But I didn't. I didn't see anything special that, and maybe it is cause he makes it look so easy. Maybe he's that good. But to me, I didn't see anything like, man, can't wait to see him at the next level. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what team he goes to. Yeah. They're, they're saying the jets, right? Maybe. Oh God. No, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we'll if see. you could have said anybody, I could have said any player if you said they're going to the Jets, I would have said, oh, God. Right. I'll say the person I thought was most impressive um, was Justin Fields. And he's been impressive all season. But, the you know, him quarterbacking for Ohio State, there was just so much. They were losing, but there was still so much poise from him. Like, he never looks rattled. Never looks upset, even times where he should be. I never saw it. I just it looked like he had a lot of maturity that he probably could take to the next level. You know, obviously with different talent. You know, playing against a team with different talent. Uh, I w- I'm curious to see what he does on the next level. I think I think he could help, especially some of those teams that are in desperate need of a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I could see him fitting in well. Yeah. And I mean, and he, he got wheels too. He can run a little bit, so, and then you see how that's working now for uh, the league. But all right, let's get to the NFL playoffs. Uh, what'd you see? Big first weekend, wild card weekend, a lot of fun, good games. Yeah. Uh, I <clears throat> the only the only real like loud rant I got <laughs> from before we really deep dive all the games. I got to talk about Brown Steelers first. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to make it clear. I didn't spend money on the game and I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever my time is worth for watching that for just that first quarter. Uh-huh. I want money back. Yeah. Because that Pittsburgh, gross. that was... It it wasn't just a you know it wasn't just like getting dominated by a better team or coming out flat because I watched Dallas do that for you know five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it that was borderline assault in the first. The first yeah, half. and it was it was such incompetence from the the yellow and and black that. It's like to me, it's a permanent stain on everybody involved in that game for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, let's just okay. We start the game, we can't snap the ball. Yeah, how do you snap it so fucking high that it flies from the what twenty yard line all the way back to the end zone? <laughs> yeah. What? I've seen, I've seen like, uh. Messed up snaps actually happen more often than you would expect. Yeah, and to me, it's always like uh, it's slightly off, you know, to the left or right, or maybe it's it hits the turf, 
or maybe the quarterback doesn't get it cleanly. I've never seen the ball launched up into the sky. Right. Okay, so, all right, first play, we give up a touchdown. Let's shake it off and come back. (laughs) Big Ben said, no, 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 we still got to warm up, guys. Let me just toss it to the other team real quick. Right. That first pick, I swear he closed his eyes. It was an awful throw, not to mention. Like, somebody was was. there, but it was a disgusting throw. Right. Um, And the other two turnovers were, I mean, I don't need to deep dive them, but this was, like, again, this first quarter was so, so disgusting. Yeah. Like, this is a team who's practically on, it was 11-0 five weeks ago. Okay, they lost some games later in the year. You know, we thought they weren't as good. That doesn't mean, you know, they suck. Right. This team came out like they're like they're the butt of the NFL. Yeah. They came out and for all the the concern that people had because the Browns hadn't been to the playoffs, it, the the concern should have been completely flipped. Yeah. Pittsburgh looked like the Jets. Just throwing games away. Just dumb mistake after dumb mistake. Yeah. I've just, I've never seen, I've never seen sustained stupidity for that long. Yeah. Right? Like, you come out of those first two turnovers, somebody has to be sitting there on the sideline like, yo, we got to get it together. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Clearly nobody, I guess Juju was too busy making TikTok videos to do that. Yeah. I guess Big Ben, you know, it's okay because he got his 500 yards when the game was over. Right. I just, I hated everything I saw from Pittsburgh. And I feel bad because, like, it kind of seems like I'm not giving the Browns credit but because I do think they were great. Mm-hmm. But I I was shocked to see it from Pittsburgh of all teams. Yeah. You know, I think Mike Tomlin is the great dude um i think he's i like his coaching style i think he's a great coach but this was this was a very bad loss but this and other times he just cannot get these guys to just focus on football and that's the part i don't understand because there's no reason this there's no reason the steelers should have played that bad not just been just overall the, the team just played really bad this whole game yeah, I mean, you know, most teams like time. most teams struggled to practice because uh-huh. of COVID. Yeah, the Steelers were the only one that it looked like they hadn't practiced. It looked like they hadn't practiced in weeks. <laughs> yeah. They looked terrible, and the thing is, they're so not bad. that bad. But it's like I don't understand why Tomlin is the only coach that every year there's something wrong with somebody on the team. Like this year, Juju's dancing. TikTok videos before and after every game. Why does it happen every single year? It's because they, Mike Tomlin has established that he'll let shit slide if you turn up on the field. Well, that is a hard culture to to, to crack. If that's the case, then he needs to figure that out ASAP because ASAP. it reflects on the field. Like we can see that, not just Juju. Everyone, we see that 
everyone is up to something other than football. No one looked like they were focused on the game to me. Yeah, man. There was focus, the complete lack of focus in this game. Yeah. Well, good luck to the Browns. I'm happy for them, man. I, I think they're they're finally kind of getting comfortable with who they are. I do, too. Uh, I, you know, they, they're going to have to live up to real expectations next year, which I think it might be a little bit tough. Very tough. But football-wise, I can't – you got to be excited about this team. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent. Yep. Yep. All right. Next game. Which one? Uh, We could talk about – I don't have anything to say about the Bears and the Saints. Yeah, I'm sick of the – I'm sick of the Bears coming to the playoffs to do nothing. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Enough. <laughs> and for the teams – and for the teams that don't do this – Fix your fucking defense. Because the Bears shouldn't be taking that, like, extra playoff spot every year. I agree. They can't win the division because of Green Bay, but they could sneak out the spot. Every year. Every year. All, only because of defense. <laughs> yeah. You you know damn well it ain't Mitchell Trubisky carrying them to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. The Saints didn't look great, but they didn't need to. Exactly. So. Uh. I don't really have anything to say about the Bucks and the Washington football team either. Tom looked good. Washington's another team who who I think the future is bright. Yeah, well, I can see A lot of it. young talent. I can squint and see it. And they're a team who I hope more, more organizations see this, that sometimes a, an inexperienced team, a team kind of like – put together maybe without too much structure. Yeah. They need a disciplined adult at head coach. Mm, mm-hmm. It's exactly what Ron Rivera has been. Yeah. And it's no fluke that this team, who to me still is probably talent-wise the overall worst team in the NFC East. Yeah. But they, are, they play harder. They play more consistent. Yeah. And... They earned a playoff spot, and I thought they, there was a respectable performance by them. I agree. They looked like they belonged. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta talk about the other big disappointment. Where the Seahawks? Oh, that was a disappointment. You think? I don't know what. I don't know what I want to focus on as the disappointment, because Pete Carroll. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. All game. Yeah. Uh, but this was Russell Wilson, man. I, I was just waiting for him. I was so sure that he was going to wake up and make a couple of, like, incredible throws. Yeah. And it got to, at, at a certain point, what did the, the Rams, I think, scored at one point to make it a 10-point game. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this game is over. And Russell Wilson started off trash, and he finished trash. Yeah. He never really got it going besides the one deep throw. Uh, but he was terrible, man. He looked boring for, I got to say, for like the first time I've noticed in his career, or well, at least in a while. He just looked like, he didn't look like he was special. He didn't look like Russell Wilson. He didn't look like someone I have admired for Certainly the last six years or five years, I would say, right? Is that the yeah. Super Bowl 
five it's years been now? a minute, man. Five, six years. Yeah. Since then, I mean, he's elevated his game, and I didn't. I saw no elevation for this game, especially when knowing it wasn't going to be an easy game. Like, I, I feel like they were kind of evenly matched going into this game. About the you know similar records. I thought because I thought because Chris Carson came back, the Seattle would have a good chance. Yeah. But I, I mean that Rams. You know what it also was this. This was the first game Russell Wilson looked small to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like because he's so great a lot of the time. I usually don't notice that he's undersized. Yeah. Uh, like I do with some of the other smaller quarterbacks. But this game, I was like, man. It just feels like he's just small. Yeah. I can uh, see that. But it, credit to the Rams' defense, man. They were great. They were. They were very, very very, good. very, uh, Very disciplined. I like how the Rams look going into this next game. I don't. No? Nothing. I didn't like anything I saw from their offense. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that, but... Uh, I'm curious to see it, you know, next I week. wonder if that guy, he was back on the field, the the quarterback that started, uh, Wolford. Yeah, Wolford, yeah. Is he, is like, is he out for the playoffs or is he coming back? Uh, I haven't heard him being out yet. So I'm yeah, because sure. I think I, I think I would have known if he was like out for good. But Yeah, I think they would have said, yeah. Uh, I'm excited if he comes back. I'm hoping this game, uh, I think it gives them an unpredictability that they could be excited for. I would agree. Because I've seen enough of Goff. I know his finger is broken, but Goff is just, he's not it. I'm picking the Rams in this one. <laughs> you know what it is? It's funny because I want to pick them too. <laughs> this is this is setting up like the the one of those key Packer games. Yeah. Where they're, they're just trash start to finish, and they're soft as hell all game. Yep. This is, like, I'm having thought, uh, concerns that that's going to happen. I'm counting on it. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm, Literally, as soon as, like, late in the Seahawks game, when it was pretty much over, I was about to turn it off. I specifically looked who they're going to play, and I was like, man, I don't know. This, this Rams defense looks a little too physical for Green Bay. The Rams, in my opinion, are the most unpredictable team in the league. Because one night, they could look sorry, and the next night, they could look like a legendary team. It's just out of nowhere. Goff yeah. can be trash, and then all of a sudden, Goff, his numbers look amazing. Um, even though he may not play that well, the numbers and the points look fantastic. Um Sean McVay is their coach, right? Yeah. I don't like anything about Sean McVay. Nothing. But I, I like. <laughs> I think this. I just think this team has this has that energy where they could turn up out of nowhere. And I also think the Green Bay has, you know, the choke energy. They're, they do. They're the for top sure. choking team in the league for me. For sure. And you know, Rogers. Rogers doesn't choke as much as the rest of the team, but when he does choke. It's like, you know, it's really bad. It's like Heimlich, like he might die choking, kind of choking. It's scary. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'll pick the Rams. 
If they lose, they lose. I'll take the L, but I'm gonna go with the Rams. Yeah, if this would be a bad stain, just like Russ is starting to get to a point where like all these playoff losses are adding up. Yeah, Rogers can't take another ass whooping in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he can't. It's just no, no way. Yeah, y'all coasted through the whole season. Y'all by far, y'all had the best like most consistent good play in the NFC. Right. There's no excuse. Yep. No excuse. All right. Um Browns Chiefs Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just so we don't have to preview that one. I, oh. I I don't think it'll be a trash game though. No, it's not going to be a trash game. No. I mean Browns Browns are here to play, no matter who's playing. They're they're playing. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's talk about. We got to talk about Ravens Titans. Yeah, great game. Oh man, I so much joy watching this game. Me too. Because you know we're both Raven fans, Lamar Jackson fans. Absolutely. Uh, and this was. <sighs> I mentioned with Pittsburgh, I was disgusted from that first quarter. Yeah. With Baltimore, I was that first the first fourteen minutes and fifty seconds of the game, I I was defeated. I was depressed. Already? Because them out that early? Because I I wasn't counting them out, but I was depressed because it was more of the same. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. You come out you come out flat, Lamar Jackson doesn't help, he makes an early mistake that leads to points. Yeah. Uh, again, this this was like the third playoff game in in a row where they come out flat. Yeah. And not only do they come out flat, and I don't know if this happened in the other games they lost, they were they tried to look like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They tried to play like we have running backs to run the ball, but we have Lamar Jackson to be our pocket passer. Right. I, I don't understand why even try that. Right. And then. The last throw of the first quarter, on cue, I texted you like, yo, except that last play is a bad quarter for the Ravens. Yeah. That last throw got him, got Lamar Jackson warmed up, and he was unstoppable the rest of the game. <laughs> Absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> and the stats, and I love that the stats don't look that great. Mm-hmm. Like, even throwing the ball, his numbers are trash, but his throws controlled clock. Yeah, they did. They controlled possession. They controlled, uh, like, field position. Yeah. And I, I thought they were finally breaking through a lot of the concerns we had. Yeah. They were finally breaking through that. You know one thing I like about the Ravens and Lamar? Like, they don't mind throwing a pass that does nothing. Like, it's just, it's just to keep, like, the defense honest. Like, yes. he'll throw a two-yard pass. Or he'll just... He'll throw a pass and like it barely go across the line of scrimmage, but they just do it because like the team needs to know he'll throw a pass, and then the team opens up, and he's gone. <laughs> he's yes. just smoking everybody. Yeah, man. Baltimore. Yeah, dude. His speed is just out of control. I'd like to. I'd like to know his top speed. <laughs> I just want to know what it is compared to like someone who doesn't play quarterback. Because he blows past guys who are supposed to be the fastest guys on the team. Yeah. 
it's funny. Baltimore has very underrated uh, tight end group. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's like they don't pro- their production isn't that crazy because Lamar doesn't throw for a ton of yards. Yeah, but their impact is very important. Um, Andrews and what's the other one's name? Um, Andrews is like the star. The other guys are just kind of there. Yeah, but the other one has some really good games sometimes. I just can't remember. Yeah, man, his name. they all got like the same look too, like thick, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, bigger, like real big. They don't look fast, but they surprise you by just running you over. Yeah, 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 like that Gronkowski Jr. kind of build. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. It's my only concern is it still feels like Baltimore needs to control the game to win. Mm-hmm. Like I still don't believe that Baltimore could win, uh, since they're playing uh, Buffalo next week. Yeah. Or this weekend, uh, they like Lamar for them to win. Lamar Jackson has to control the game. Yeah, he does. Because Buffalo, to me, they have a shot either way. It, if even if Lamar Jackson controls the game, Josh Allen can make enough plays. Mm-hmm. And if Josh Allen is the one controlling the game, they have a good chance to win. Yeah. I just I hope Baltimore over the next couple years could become that. Yeah. But to me, they they can't really qualify as a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. I mean, they could beat Buffalo, as I said. They could beat anybody. But who are you picking? I'm picking Buffalo. Oh man. All right. I I, I want to be sentimental and and pick Lamar, but I'm I'm trying to be objective. And Josh Allen has been just unstoppable. Let me say this. The Colts looked terrible against the Bills, and it was still a really good game. I mean, they came back at the end, really. But Phillip Rivers, just let it go, man. It's over. Yeah, man. His arm. And Big Ben, too. Rivers' arm looks like it hurts so bad every time he throws. It looks like he's in excruciating pain. Yes. He might be. Diff- like, I I get the same thing when I watch Drew Brees. Yeah. But at least at least the accuracy hasn't gone away. 27 for 46 is atrocious. <laughs> it's absolutely... Okay, you have no interceptions, but you, you know, 19... 19- Dude, I'd rather you throw picks if you're... You throw 45 times and y'all still struggled to score? 19 that he missed. You know. <laughs> it's, it's just... It was bad, man. They looked terrible. And the Bills just squeaked by him. And the Bills' defense didn't look very good to me. Um, But... They've been hot up and down all year. And the thing is, for me... Yeah, Josh Allen can play good, and they have a really good chance of winning. But Stephon Diggs has to be elite. Like, he has to be almost Hall of Fame level for them to beat really good teams. And he just happened to have been Hall of Fame level a lot this year, obviously. He's like, was he the leading uh, receiver in the league this year, I think? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, so, I mean... I just the only reason be, I'm confident. What? The only reason I'm confident in Buffalo is because I don't think they have to score that much. Okay, because you like, I think defend. 27. If they get another 27, that should put them in good position to win the game. Yeah, that's fair. 
And but again, and uh, oh, go ahead. It's just gonna come down to whether Lamar could control the game. Yeah, and obviously the teams prepare differently for other teams, but if Rivers could run it all, they would have beat the Bills. So that I mean. Oh yeah, Washington. Washington. The quarterback could mostly run and not throw, and they almost came back at one point. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't think their defense is ready for Lamar being able to do both. But um, like you said, Lamar has to do it, and they got to stop Stephon Diggs because if you stop Stephon Diggs, the whole Bills' offense is completely out of whack. I mean, Allen is still tough, and Allen is still running on you too. But they look helter-skelter if Diggs isn't open a lot of times. Yeah, I think I think both of these teams actually just need to – their main concern needs to be don't let the opposite quarterback control the game. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's the game I'm looking forward to the most probably. I think most people are. Any thoughts on the Titans, by the way? Uh, No. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I said to you about Vrabel, but uh, it, it, just some, sometimes the game plans don't work. And the Ravens locked Derrick Henry up, strapped. They did. Just like, you know, seatbelt Derrick Henry, for real. Yeah, he, he, he didn't look that big either. No, they, they were on top of him every time he got it. And they just, you know. They're like, we'll let Tannehill do whatever he wants as long as Henry doesn't take it. And, like, they just realize, like, every other team should realize that the Titans can do nothing without Henry. And it, and I've been saying on here for the whole year, I think by the actual definition of the word, Derrick Henry is the most valuable player to his team in the league to me because they are completely garbage without him on the team. Yeah, it's just you can't you can't put that kind of pressure on Tannehill. No, I mean I mean like there's certain quarterbacks Yeah. Like there's certain like even quarterbacks I don't like, like Jared Goff could win a shootout. Yeah. Uh and I'm okay if the game becomes a shootout, I'm not I'm not I, I'm okay. I have a chance with Jared Goff at quarterback. Right. Who else? Like a Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks I don't like how they play at times. Um, but Stafford, just, maybe? Stafford, good one, yeah, Stafford. Mm-hmm. But um, in Tannehill's case, even though even if I have him as my quarterback in a shootout, I'm not confident about my chances to win. Right. Like, Tannehill is capable of... But he just, I don't want to put him in that position. Right. And it showed, man, that literally everything he did looked extremely scripted. Yep. Everywhere he threw the ball, it looked like it was by design. Yeah, it did. And he did a good job. Like, he kind of, he went through reads. He didn't put the ball up for, for harm's, in harm's way up until he went off script. Yeah. As soon as the, the the score was starting to get in their heads, and now you gotta you gotta push to make plays, pick immediately. Yeah. And I I wasn't really disappointed in the Titans, but like we knew, like you said, we knew how limited they could be. Yeah. 
but I, I still like them. I, I think they're going to be a dangerous AFC team for a long time. With Tannehill at the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Again, dangerous, not, you know, do I think they're going to be the premier threat to the Chiefs? No. Uh-huh. Uh, but they'll be a threat. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, the, I guess more people are excited for this one. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Uh, I think New Orleans should beat them pretty easily. Like the last two times? <laughs> not just because of that, but yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, not just because of that, but I mean, people have. New Orleans the, is much better. People with the, oh, you can't beat, it's hard to beat teams three times. Why? You, they're just better. Yeah, it's not hard if we're way better. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the problem? Yeah. Now, I'm going to cry if, if New Orleans loses in some weird, heartbreaking way. Uh-huh. Like if they're if they're if they could win and their kicker hits the fucking bar, yeah, I'm a cry. <laughs> Why? Just because they've they've been like they've just had the worst luck the last like three years. Yeah. Uh, and it but, might be and Breeze might be done. Yeah, if they lose four in a four in a row off of heartbreakers, that's that's tough, man. Yeah. But I think New Orleans is better in every way. Yeah. Every meaningful way. Yeah. Run run game much better. Yep. Uh quarterback is 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 a toss up depending on the day. Yeah. Uh but I will say their defense is a lot more steady. Well, quarterback is a toss up but the Saints got the best receiver on the field. Yeah, and the best receiver kind of offsets like Tampa Bay obviously has more weapons, yeah. but they don't maximize their weapons. Right. In as opposed to the flip side where Michael Thomas is unstoppable every time Drew Brees looks at him. Yeah. Uh but I, again the defense is a lot more steady and New Orleans is a lot more trustworthy as a defense because Tampa Bay is mad mad gambly if that's a word. Mhm. Um but it's just very high risk high reward all the time yeah which you're not it's not a good recipe against drew Brees. no it's not and that's why that's why he's torched them that's why tason hill torched them if you go down against drew he's gonna bury you bro you don't remember that that second game when when he just came off the, the rib injury yeah and he was literally pump faking to throw touchdowns yep like, he was pump faking, and guys would just get wide open. Yep. And that, to me, like, that's something that hasn't changed for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like, I guarantee within a quarter and a half, Drew Brees will throw a pump fake, and it'll burn Tampa Bay. Yep. And that, to me, off, on top of just just how well Kamara is playing, how uh, how versatile he is as, a, as an offensive threat. He's a monster. Uh, he... I wouldn't be mad if somebody picked him as the best running back in the league. I wouldn't either. I think I think the Minnesota guy is slightly better as a running back. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a toss up. I agree. Yeah. And I, again, I just think the or- New Orleans is more disciplined in every meaningful way. Yeah. Also, coaching. Oh, for sure. 
I'd take I'd take a drunk, I'd take Bounty Gate Sean Payton over Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're picking the Saints. Yes. So you got Saints, Chiefs, Bills. This is the only one I'm predicting to be a blowout. And Packers. The Saints one. Saints are gonna torch them a third third time. Wow. I, I I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers. Tell me why. <laughs> you and you can why. say it's just Tom Brady. That's fine. It is. Okay. If there's one thing, if there's one thing he has taught me his entire career. You're right. You're right. Never bet against Brady, man. You're so right. I'm going to come back here. I'm I'm like I'm literally picturing coming back next week and being wrong. I'll be, I I think I didn't see one of the Super Bowls. I was, you know, I wasn't watching football at the time. I like when I was younger. The snow one? Just his first one. I'm trying to think if the first one was... Was that the Raiders? Who did they play in the first one? I can't remember. I don't remember. Cause I, well, I, I didn't watch it. They so. might have played the Kurt Warner Rams. Ever since then, there's only been like one where I really thought like they were obvious favorites. Maybe two. Where I was like, oh, this is going to be easy pickings. The other ones where I was like, uh yeah, they should win this. Oh, maybe not. And then what happens is this Tom fourth quarter, he just turns up. He's, you know, he's Mr. Fourth quarter of the NFL. He really is. And the thing is the saints are way better. Uh, the saints are elite. They sp- spanked them. And my mind is telling me they'll spank them again. It's one of those. My mind's telling me that, but my heart, I can't, I can't bet against Brady, man. I, w- I would bet, you know, if I was a betting man on football games, I'd still bet it you're, for the Buccaneers. You're a smart man, I'll tell you that. And the playoffs, playoff Brady. There's, there's two guys, there's two guys that I in the football right now I can't doubt, mm-hmm. and that's playoff Tom and uh, half half awake Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> half awake, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, watching watching Mahomes highlights is just—you don't even feel like you're watching football. It's stupid. <laughs> you really don't. It doesn't he, look like he football. pisses me off because, like, it's such a disparity from one to two. Like he's he's such a he's so by far the best quarterback in the league. It's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. He's. He's like I want to I want to say that, but it's like he like I said it doesn't feel like I'm watching football like he doesn't look like a quarterback. This dude is something different, man. These Remember, passes. you said about the Alabama receiver, and we both kind of said he makes it look easy. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes makes it look like you, anybody could play quarterback. Yeah. Shit, I could go out there and fling it all over the field, not looking at shit. He he's he's doing it easily. He's definitely the magic of football. Oh yeah, that's a good comparison. Because it's just like, man, this dude is doing a what? He did what? And it looks so fun. He's doing left hand pass. He's do- he's doing side arms. He's doing underhand. Like it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> he got he got like every quarterback throwing sidearm passes now. By the way, yeah. Yeah. Lamar Jackson tried to do that shit a couple times. It looked awful. Yeah. 
and he's done it well you know at times and his regular form looks awkward so obviously right. it's gonna look crazy yeah man Mahomes is just a freak and I, I agree I, I can't I can't doubt Mahomes I'll never bet against Mahomes already third fourth year in I don't think I'll ever pick someone over Mahomes in a game it's just like he's just gonna figure it out I just have that confidence in him I'm dude I'm scared for the NFL to be honest <laughs> Because, huh? like, if Mahomes doesn't catch an injury in the next five years, the Chiefs could, like, not just be a dynasty. They could be, like, a greatest team of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very possible. I mean, their roster right now looks like it. It's crazy. And they're not even getting, like, everything out of half the guys they have, which is... Like, they really only need um, Hill and Kelsey... Is all they really get everything out of? <laughs> yeah. And everyone else just plays half, you know, halfway yeah. and still turns it up. And they'll and they'll do that thing where it's like he'll throw to Kelsey five times, and it feels like they just they drove the ball down up and down the field like three times in those five throws. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such. It's very similar to what Brady and Gronk used to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Kelsey's just, he's crazy, man. He's just a... He's, he's the best. Big receiver best is just... This is not fair. Yep. Um, what else we got? Anything? Um, uh, Doug, Doug Peterson's out in Philly. Yes. Good move. Great move. Great, great move. I'm so happy, man. This is... This is one of those situations where they could have easily kept him and I would have been ranting every other episode about like why would you why would you stick with what we just saw? Right. And and I'm so happy that Philly didn't do that like that Cincinnati thing or that like Browns thing of just giving him another year. Yeah. To like prove that he was fucking up. No, it this was we again we agreed it was such a disaster something had to change yeah yep something big obviously yeah um i'm excited to see what they do where they go what direction they go uh i guess getting rid of wince is the next you know next move right a hundred percent yeah I would have said if he hadn't said anything toxic, if he had just gotten benched and just sat there quietly, yeah, I would have been like, you know, maybe maybe have a little quarterback battle, see what happens. Yep. Uh, but with as soon as the fact that he got benched for playing like complete shit, <laughs> uh, and and he has the audacity to like want demand a trade, or or say like I don't want to be here. Yeah. That, to me, good riddance. Get out of here. And, you know, even more, saying that before you know, like, the threat. Like, saying, if I'm not starting, I want to be traded. Like, that's kind of a threat, you know? Exactly. It is, 100%. And an and organization should never take that from a player. And that's, again, back to you looking at what, what just happened with Houston and Harden. This was a pivotal moment of it, does the organization control what we do 
or does our star player control what we do? Right. And Philly made the right choice. Yeah. At at worst for their culture. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else get fired? Oh, the Jets, uh, right? Yeah, Gase got fired like not not quick enough, and it was quick. Anthony Lynn too. Is that who got fired? Oh yeah, Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, I was call- I I said he was gonna get fired like early on. Yeah, he had a rough. He's had a rough few years. Yeah, Man, just a lot of close losses. That's always a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not sure if he's a bad coach, though, but it, this wasn't it. This didn't look yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I hope he definitely, maybe not a head coaching job right away, but he, he's, he should be a coordinator. Yeah. I think he did. There was a lot of positives with the Chargers the, over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The team was really young this year. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh... I'm good. You good? Yeah, I think that's it. All right, man. Um, I'm going to play throwback. Uh, obviously, I'm not coming back after this, but um, we lost uh, MF Doom last year. Rapper, underground rapper, uh, mask icon. Um, you know, I think I, I saw that his streams have went up to... I want to say like hundreds of percent from before he died, mm. which is crazy. It's crazy how that happens, but um, oh, eight hundred and seventy percent following the news of his death, and he died on Halloween last year. But his family kept it, you know, kept a secret. Um, so another twenty twenty loss, man. Twenty twenty was rough, man. A lot of L's. Yeah, man. Um, real quick, man. Hope everyone in uh, DC is staying safe. Um, you know, just you know, you're watching the news. I'm sure you don't even have to watch the news. Look outside. Like it's crazy out here. Obviously, um, just wanted to make sure we noted that that we're aware. But yeah, it's a crazy time. Very crazy, twenty twenty one, right back at it. Off to <laughs> off to a a quote unquote good start. You see that tweet that said, uh, "My twenty twenty one, my new year starts February first because I still got a lot of twenty twenty going on right now." <laughs> no, but that's funny. I like that. Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, this is Mad Villain, Mad Lib, and MF Doom. This is Accordion, and we'll see you guys next time. That'll be the hour they knock the slick blaster. Dick dastardly and muttly with sick laughter. A gunfight and they come to cut the mix master. I see E. Cole, nice to be old. Y2G Steve twice to threefold. He sold scrolls, low and behold. Know who's the illest ever, like the greatest story told. Q.
keep your glory gold and glitter For half half of his niggas to take him out the picture The other half is rich and it don't mean shit to Feeling a mixture between both with a twist of liquor Chasing with more beer Tasting like truth for dear When he at the mic it's like the place get like Oh yeah It's like they know what's about to happen Just keep your eye out like I eye capping Is he still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it And can they testify from in the spirit and living the true gods Giving y'all nothing but the lick like two broads Got more lyrics in the church, got ooh lords And they hold the mic at your attention like two swords Or you the one with two blades on it Hey you, don't touch the mic like it's AIDS on it It's like the end to the means Fuck type of message that sends to the fiends That's why he bring his own needles And get more cheese than Doritos, Cheetos or Fritos Slip like Freudian Your first and last step to playing yourself like accordion When he at the mic, you don't go next. Leaving pussycats like why hoes need Potex. Exercise index won't need Bowflex and won't take the one with no skinny legs like Joe Tex.